Hello, everyone. Welcome back inside Centura Health Training Center for another episode of Broncos Now. As always, I'm your host, Sydney Jones. And coming up on today's episode, we'll hear from head coach Sean Payne for the final time this week ahead of Sunday's game. Plus, a fellow team reporter, Phil Milani, joins the show for a game preview. All that and more coming up. Head coach Sean Payton addressed the media for the final time this week ahead of Sunday's matchup, and he was asked if the 16-game losing streak versus the Chiefs came up in conversation at all this week. No, it hasn't. It's really been the focus on this game, you know, the preparation. Um, sometimes subjects come up like rivalries, right? And I think probably if I was coaching at a major college – I probably would have brought it up, but these guys each week, you know, are competing to win. Um, certainly they understand this is, this is a real good football team and they just finished winning the, the prize everyone's looking to get. So um, we're going to have to play well. Looking back at the Broncos first matchup versus the Chiefs this season in week six, Denver's defense put up a dominant performance as the Chiefs were one of five in the red zone and head coach Sean Payton said that was something they also worked on today. So today's the day we work red zone and then we, we give them the red zone statistics, you know, and, and if you if you graded like offensively, let's say you have four trips in, you know, ultimately you're looking at your red zone touchdown efficiency and you get a percentage and then a lot of times your third down numbers in the red zone can point you to what's the end result. But um, yeah, I thought we played good red zone defense and, and Look, this is an explosive offense. We've seen them move the ball. Um, fortunately, we were able to force field goals. And, uh, you know, and that'll be an important part of this game coming up, you know, both not only defensively, but for us offensively. As these two teams have faced off just two weeks ago, head coach Sean Payton was also asked if he saw any differences or changes on tape from the Chiefs. You have a lot of, like, deja vu. I mean, because it feels like it was a month ago to some degree, and then here you are. But it's funny, you'll watch the same cut-up of like 208 red zone plays inside the 10 over the last three years. You'll forget four things that you saw two weeks ago, and then there'll be four other things that that hit you that you like, and you're like, I don't know why I didn't see it um, on the short week. So, But you kind of go down these rabbit holes where you're like, oh, yeah, I remember. You, you know, you, you have these these things that – and so the cutups come back the same way, but they add our game, they add the Charger game, that kind of thing. Plus, with snow in the forecast on a Sunday, head coach Sean Payton talked about playing in the cold and how he deals with that as a head coach. I dealt with questions about it for my first three years because there's that perception back then we were a dome team, and then pretty soon that wasn't the case anymore. And then pretty soon we kept winning. Um, we played Philadelphia in the division or the wild card round in 13 in the playoffs, and I think it was 28 degrees and. Well, the Saints at that time had never won an away playoff game. I couldn't help it that we had the home field advantage. Um, and so they wanted to know, are you doing anything different? I said, well, this we haven't we played well on the road. And so we changed up the Gatorade and the sweatsuits. And and that's what we did different. And uh, it just gets back to playing good football. Um, but we would, yeah, we would we would have these, man, Cincinnati, Chicago. I mean, when the schedule comes out and you see here's who it is. Now, we might not have had them as often as some other teams, you know, because, look, we were going to play Atlanta in, inside and we we're going to play Tampa 
Now Heat, you know, we play in them early in the year. Um, we're going to play Carolina. Those, you can't control that. So uh, the climate's in the field conditions. But um, now when you're in the AFC East or the North, they're probably going to be playing in more of those environments. And you can't, uh, it is what it is. Now let's take a look at this week's final injury report. Wide receiver Brandon Johnson did not participate in today's practice, and he is questionable for Sunday's game. While tackle Garrett Bowles, outside linebacker Baron Browning, safety Justin Simmons, and running back Dwayne Washington were all full participants. Now joining me here in the Broncos podcast studio for a game preview is a fellow team reporter, Phil Milani. Phil, thanks for joining the show today. Thank you. Uh, not we our typical it up this week. I know, not the <laughs> typical day, but happy to yes. have you on the show regardless. Thank you very much. I'm excited to be here. Excited to have you. Excited for the game this weekend, although yeah. it's going to be freezing. You, it looks like you're I'm ready. ready to go. I'm already ready. Yeah, so. Exactly. Uh, you know, I don't like the cold. So it seems like every like other year or something, there's a cold game against the Chiefs. Of course, true. a few years ago in Kansas City, it was like blizzard conditions. Yeah, so. 2019, right? Yeah. yeah. So hopefully it's not quite that bad. But uh, yeah, you got to be ready for the elements. Yeah, you do. Phil, it seems like a lot of the talk always heading into these Chiefs weeks is, of course, the streak. Uh, the Broncos yeah. are sitting now at the six at a 16 game losing streak, but it seems like this week everyone's been really positive surrounding that. They're yeah. not so much thinking about that. I feel like I think so. Like Russell Wilson this week, he, he said like, yeah, it matters. Yeah. Like, um, I think uh, even though there's nobody in that locker room who's been around for all yeah. 16, and like, um, of course, the uh, coaches have changed and uh, all, all that, but mm -hmm. I think that they are aware that it matters for the fan base. Definitely. You know, so the fans have been around for all 16, so they know that this is an important game, and I think that any time you play a division opponent, there's like a little extra something there. Oh, yeah, definitely. And I think this streak just sort of adds to that for this mm -hmm. Broncos team, and you know, ultimately, if the Broncos want to get where they want to go, they're going to have to beat the Chiefs at some point. So, um, you know, until they do that, it's going to be that monkey on the back on their back. Yeah, well, Phil, looking at this, the last game versus the Packers, you know, coming off their second win of the season, I know this team, this offense was able to get the run game going. They finished the game with 140 yards on the ground. So yeah. how do you think, how important do you think that will be this week to kind of continue that and to really dedicate that? Dedicate th time to the run game. I think there's two parts of it that are going to be important. First of all, time of possession. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, Quinn Miners uh, said it in the locker room on Thursday. He said, look, the best way uh, to play defense against these guys is to keep the ball on offense, yeah. you know. So yeah. I think time of possession is going to be important for the Broncos. Uh, the first game, even though the offense didn't play well in that game, and they even all said it, mm -hmm. um, the the game was unfolding in a way that Sean Payton said that he was comfortable with that. Right. Because I think that for the Broncos to win, and really anybody playing the Chiefs, you don't want to get into like a huge shootout. No. You know, and we saw that happen last week with the Chargers. Mm -hmm. It looked like it was going to be one of those classic back and forth games. Yeah. But then the Chargers didn't score in the second half. And so you just don't want to get into that that kind of a game. You want to mm -hmm. keep it more in the like um, low 20s, low I think, if yeah. you can. And so I think running the ball, keeping it away from Mahomes, keeping it away from Kelsey, that's going to be important. And then the second thing is, I think running the ball in the red zone is important. Yeah. Uh, that's something that Sean Payton's talked about all year long. And for the Broncos to win this game, they're going to have to score touchdowns, not field goals. Mm -hmm. And that was something that happened last week against the Packers. They had to settle for all those field goals, right. three in the first half, that 
if some of those were touchdowns, maybe that game would have been put out of reach earlier. And against the Chiefs, you certainly have to take advantage of every opportunity. So running the ball in the red zone, you know, if you can get a first down in the red zone, that I think your uh, chances of scoring a touchdown go up exponentially. So uh, running the ball is going to be important in the red zone. Well, definitely will be a tough challenge with this Chiefs defense, specifically looking at defensive tackle Chris Jones. I know Joe Lombardi, offensive coordinator Joe Lombardi, talked earlier this week and said, you know, it's not usual to have a a guy put a jersey on the scout team specifically for an interior defensive uh, lineman. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, how? What think, about him makes it yeah, so hard to? It's possible that Chris Jones has taken the reins from Aaron Donald as the the best interior so. defensive yeah. lineman. I mean, he he is a game wrecker, and really their entire defensive front they bat the balls down mm-hmm. so much. And you know, we saw that in that first we game. Did, you know, yeah. a batted pass turned into an interception, and you know that is a big challenge for Russell Wilson is to uh, make it so that you're able to find these passing lanes. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe you do a pump fake. Maybe you get outside of the pocket a little bit, but that's a big challenge against this Chiefs team is to avoid the batted passes. And then, of course, the pressure on Russ, you know, this offensive line. I mean, that's another reason why they need to be able to run the ball is to sort of keep that the pressure off of Russ a little bit. So uh, I think in that first game, uh, the pass rush against Russell Wilson really affected uh, how he was able to do things. I think that both of his interceptions came on when he was feeling uh, blitzed. Mm -hmm. And um, that that's going to be a big thing, just being able to give Russ a little bit more time. And so maybe some screen passes, maybe some, you know, running the ball, maybe just getting the ball some quickly to the outside. Those types of things, I think, yeah. uh, may be able to combat what Chris Jones is able to do. Well, Phil, looking at the Broncos defense, they had a really great game against the yeah. Chiefs two weeks ago. Um, the Chiefs, I mean, really struggled in the red zone specifically, went one of five in there. So what do you think will be, the, I guess, the key to continuing that, building off of that success this weekend? I think that in the locker room, a lot of the guys were saying communication and yeah. that things had improved a lot just because that unit stayed relatively healthy, uh, knock on wood here. Mm-hmm. Um, and Justin, having Justin Simmons back there, he had the interception against Mahomes. Yeah. Uh, I think four on his career against Mahomes. Yeah. Which is uh, um, pretty good. Yeah, more than any other defender uh, against Mahomes. So you see another one of those um, then. Yeah, maybe you see another one. I mean, he he's had some success there. So I think they were able to uh, mix things up a little mm-hmm. bit, and uh, they had a nice performance, I guess, against the Chiefs. I also think that the way the Broncos were playing on offense sort of dictated how aggressive the Chiefs were. You know, uh, one thing about the Chiefs is they usually just do enough to win. They don't want to, like, unload everything that they've got in their arsenal. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that uh, at some point they weren't, like, quite as aggressive as as maybe uh, they would be in a different situation. But I do think that the Broncos' defense played very well in that game. Uh, And and it it felt like things started to come together for them against the Chiefs that week. And uh, they carried that into the Packers game and, mm-hmm. and played well there too. Stopping the run was really important in that one. Yep. You know, um, they, they didn't let Isaiah Pachenko really do much mm-hmm. uh, uh, against them. So the, the chiefs have just so many weapons that you got to decide, okay, how do we want to do this? Yeah. Um, and so stopping the run, I think is obviously crucial for, for this team. And you even heard Vance Joseph just talk about, you know, how Mahomes is scrambling makes you always sort of think twice. And there's just a lot that you have to deal with. So um, you got to sort of pick your poison. Right. Not to mention that Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey are coming off a 
dominant performance versus the Chargers. I mean, I think Patrick Mahomes threw for over 400 yards, four touchdowns. Travis Kelsey Kelsey had, I think, 170 or 180-yard game last week. So really tough duo heading Uh, out of a game like that. I saw that uh, over the last three games, Mahomes, when targeting Travis Kelsey, is 31 of 33. So only two incompletions the last three weeks when he's throwing it to Travis Kelsey. So those two seem to just be on the same page where they get to a line of scrimmage and just a head nod or a wink or something. They send these community, the communication between each other Mm -hmm. and boom, you know, that's, it's a first down. It's a big play. It's 20 yards down the field. I think that, um, you gotta be physical with Travis Kelsey. Uh, I think you gotta like kind of get him rerouted like off the line of scrimmage by jamming him a little bit. Uh, maybe you have two guys on him. I think that some sort of man defense, I think you have to play against him just because he can settle into these pockets playing zone. zone. Uh, and so he just w- gets open when it's zone. It's a little bit too easy. Mm-hmm. Um, and even Sartan, pa- Pat Sartan was mm-hmm. talking this week that you have to like attach yourself to him. Whereas, you know, when you're playing zone, sometimes there's a second where you're like, okay, is this guy coming into my area? I've got to attach. He was like, Kelsey's so good at finding those areas that it's hard to attach to him, but you have to do it. So, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, he's just a, a problem. I think, uh, he's probably the best tight end that's ever played ever, this game. Ever. So, yeah. uh, you know, even Shannon Sharp has said that. So, <laughs> um, uh, yeah, he's just a problem. So you just got to kind of limit his ability to make those back-breaking plays, tackle him when he gets the ball, don't let him go crazy out there. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think if you hold him to like 50 or 60 yards, that's one heck of a game, uh, you know, by the defense. So don't let him get into that 120 area. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's interesting, Phil. You look back at some of the history, recent history between the Broncos and the Chiefs, and they're always pretty close. The games are always really close. You never know what's going to happen. That's true. Uh, Even that game last year, the final game of the year in Kansas City, or the second and final game. Second and final game, yeah. uh, Last year in Kansas City, they had a chance to win that one, you know. And uh, Russ has played very well against them, uh, or did last year. Mm -hmm. Uh, Not this first game, but last year he played pretty well against him. Jerry Judy had that big game, three touchdowns Mm -hmm. uh, here in Denver uh, last Last year. year. So, um, you know, I do think that when you play a team so many times, you kind of start to learn, you know, like, you know, tendencies and that kind of thing. And so I think that's probably why those games have been closer. Mm -hmm. And uh, it could just drive you crazy if you go back and think about all these opportunities the Broncos had. Um, you know, you, uh, going back like 2016, they had the lead, and then that game goes into overtime, mm-hmm. and they win. Uh, Mahomes threw a left-handed pass. You know, uh, Case Keenum missed Demarius Thomas by just a couple of inches in one game. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's just been a lot of those instances where a couple of plays here or there, and maybe the Broncos win one of these, yeah. and maybe that's what it'll be this week. You know, yeah. uh, the Broncos able to get a lucky bounce on something, mm-hmm. uh, not turning the ball over. I think will be, be big, key. and yeah. you know, just executing when the game is on the line. Uh, you never know what could happen. Mm-hmm. So yeah. 
Phil, you know, if the Broncos are able to get the win, what do you think it would mean to kind of stack these wins here before heading into yeah. the bye week? And confidence, I yeah. think, would just be huge. I think that um, I think that every time a team that's struggled for a while, um, when they want to, like, sort of get back on the right side, there's, mm -hmm. like, a turning point or, like, some sort of a, a momentum-changing type of game. And I think that even Sean Payton said on Friday today, he said, uh, hey, this could be, like, a measuring stick type of opportunity where you see yeah. how you stack up against the class of the league and you know i think that after losing the opening game by just a point the chiefs have rattled off six wins here so they're yeah i think they're the best team in the nfl they're the super bowl champs mm -hmm. and uh you know if you're able to beat a team like that then it lets you know look we could beat anybody you know yeah. it lets you know think that you know we, we've turned the the page, the page here, here. And, yeah uh, going into the bye week i think it adds a little more to it too so because you have the whole week to think about it yeah. so i think it could be a huge opportunity for this broncos team um you know and uh, if the defense continues to play well and the offense can just do a little bit more than they did on thursday night uh, who knows what can happen mm -hmm. so well, I think it'll be a fun one on a Sunday. Yeah, cold, cold one, it'll but be fun, fun one. It'll be football weather. Yeah. You like that? Snow I think. on the ground. So, yeah, exactly. And uh, I don't know who that favors. Maybe it. Uh, I don't slows know either. The down a little bit, but it's cold in Kansas City too, though. You both play on the same surface, so yeah. you know I don't know if there's an advantage there, but maybe more running the football. Definitely. Javante Williams, mm -hmm. you know Samaj P. Ryan and and Jaleel McLaughlin. They, the, that trio That's has become trio. really good. Yeah. yeah. So there there will be agree. a force to be reckoned with. So. I think so too. Well, yeah. Phil, appreciate you joining the show today. Thanks, it. Thanks for having me. Happy Friday, everybody. Happy Friday. Yeah. <laughs> well, that'll do it for today's episode of Broncos Now, Broncos Country. Thanks so much for tuning in. Hope to see you all at the game out in Power Field at Mile High this Sunday, but if not, I'll meet you right back here on the Broncos Podcast Network and YouTube Monday.